This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When you take as many breaks as Carl, you need support for the buns, for that rump. Now you have it, guys. It's called Trail Cheeks, a seating pad made of coagulated pig fat and marshmallows. Also, it's all edible. Your seat will enjoy this treat. Warning. Do not eat after toots are heard or if Carl is within 85 yards. Check it out at tootsmcgee.cheeks. What's up? What's up, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man to socks hate his food in his own earwax and deodorant after the butter is gone, Carl Mandrioli. How you doing, big boy? Welcome to the Backpacking Bushes Podcast, everybody. Welcome. We, with me today is Derek Somerville. He's a man who tries to make his trash cans look fancy. Yes. But it's just a waste of time. Oh, boy. A waste. waste Get time. it. That was good. That was, yeah. that, was, that was good. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So we have a fellow podcaster on our show today. Yes. 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 The Doc. The Doc. The Doc. The Doc Hiker is Trash in. Radio. Yeah. We're going to learn right. about Hiker Trash. We're going to learn about, um, we basically have three insane adventure stories that we don't think you'd live without. These are these are great. Yeah. So he's got, yeah. he's a wealth of stories and he's going to yeah. give us some bite-sized versions of these that are just excellent. Agreed? Good stories. Great stories. Great okay. stories. Yeah. It's going to be great. All right. Our Bible verse for the show is Psalm 113.7. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap. Mm. He does. Ash heap is kind of like the trash for this episode. Got, so, got it. Yeah. Okay. What was the last time that you were down on the dumps in the ash heap, Derek? The ash heap of life? Is that? Yeah. Where you or at? of anything. Just hiking, um, hmm. exercise, just being nice to people, any of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was I in the heap? I was actually just uh, pruning my entire yard and I was covered head to toe in millions of ants. And. <laughs> Plants everywhere, so that was pretty dumpy and trashy. So ants were crawling all over you as you're pruning your yard, and you just like let them go. Well, I was chopping down these giant plant birds of paradise, and okay. I and I didn't realize like they're just covered in ants, and they got okay. all they're just getting all over me. So 
I jumped in the pool. I just jumped in the pool. Like, you know what? If I go, they go. (laughs) Boom. You know? That's hilarious. If I go, they go. That's right. We're going together. (laughs) So you're like, I have millions of ants on me, (laughs) but you're all about to die. It's like like clothes or no clothes. We're going in. (laughs) Let's go. You're going fully clothed. (laughs) Got to do what you got to do, Carl. Got to do what you got to do. You know? Oh my gosh! I know that's but, wild. I know it's yeah, wild for you. That's hilarious. Okay, that that's a good story. I like that one. You like that? Okay, that might be. Yeah, yeah. That, that might rival some of the stories we're about to hear from. Doc. It's up there. I think he's is gonna be. He's gonna be amazing. He's got some good ones. Yeah, for sure. So we asked him to kind of dig deep and pull him out because, like I said, he's got he's had a variety of guests on his show, and mm-hmm. we were we we're in for a treat here, folks. Yeah. So without further ado, here we go. All right, with us today is legendary host of the podcast called Hiker Trash Radio, a man who goes by the name of Doc. How's it going today, sir? Legendary. Wow, I am honored that you just made my my yeah. day, made my month. So thank you. I'm going to call you the trash man if that's okay. I think that's more. <laughs> I love it's just it. More pizzazz, you know what I mean? So I love yeah. it. The trash man. We've run into people that listen to your show, so so that's legendary. You have. What are you up to now? You're like 300 and something episodes now, right? Yeah, we. This is gonna. This well, we're gonna we're gonna run this episode in in on my podcast as well. It's gonna be in season seven, so we're just starting off right. uh, probably about 10 episodes in nice. to season seven. So okay. yeah, there's 50 episodes per season, so we're definitely on our way to 350. That's legendary. That by definition is legendary. Is that, is that what that means? Legendary. Most podcasts yeah. last 10 episodes or less. Well, so you, one of my former guests said that I I pretty much have a doctorate in hiker trashdom. So, As, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good because that. I got some questions along those lines. <laughs> I got a lot of trashy questions today. <laughs> a lot of trash. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. so your your show wasn't always called that though. So it used to be known as like the John Freaking Year Podcast. So for those that don't know, what's the story behind the change? What's going on here? Yeah, John, the John Freaking Muir Pod. I think it, it served its purpose uh, while we had it. It was a lot of fun. The name. It had some, you know, special meaning in our family because, you know, it was, we had other nicknames going around, you know, in the household with freaking in the middle of it. So it just made sense to have <laughs> the John freaking your pod. Uh, but I think it was a little bit niche. Uh, it was, you know, I think Hyper Trash Radio had a, a wider range, yeah. maybe broader appeal, maybe more marketable. Um, and so okay. I just decided Memorial Day weekend that I think, I think it's time for a change. And we did like, we were driving down somewhere, the whole family was, and we had like a family, family brainstorm and stumbled across that and couldn't believe that that hadn't been picked up by anybody. So we, we went with it. Wow. Yeah. A family, a family brainstorm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. You must have a pretty outdoorsy family if they're coming up with hiker trash. I bet it was his kid. Was it your kid? I have enlisted my youngest daughter who is now, she just turned 23 and uh, early on. I don't know about early on, but when she was a ninth grader, we did some hiking and she was behind me and she was commenting on the size of my calves and, and <laughs> said, you know, you, you, your trail name should be calf master. And I said, well, calf master. yeah, I said, well, oh what are, God. what are you then? A half calf. And so that, that became her, her trail name, half calf, but she, like she has helped me out with the podcast a little bit in terms of social media and yeah, okay. uh, doing some voiceovers here or there. And so she's been kind of involved from the beginning on this. And she was the one that came up with Hiker Trash Radio. So give, give it out to ha- Half Calf. I knew it. I knew half it. Calf. I knew it. Shout the kid. out right there. I like it. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So for, for like the non-through hikers, like what is what is Hiker Trash? 
What what is it all about? Yeah, so I mean, to the non-hikers out there, and, and you hear somebody being called hiker trash, you might think that that's maybe kind of rude, but really, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's a term of endearment for someone who you know has left society and its norms behind a little bit Ooh, and followed their okay. their journey out on the trails, kind of in the wilderness. Nice. So you're not out there with a poking stick, just picking up trash, keeping no. the trails clean. Okay. Okay. okay, what you think is a term of endearment. That's interesting. Yeah. Because we came across, we, we weren't too far, or I think we were like right off the Continental Divide Trail. So we, we were running into through hikers this past summer. Mm. And we ran into a woman who, I mean, by my definition, she was hiker trash. <laughs> and we stood pretty far back from her. Sounds and so her bad. aroma was <laughs> so strong that it was like, I was like, I got, I got 60 oh. seconds for you conversation. I got to keep hiking because wow. it was, it was like a mixture of like body odor and urine, I want to say. Ooh. And Ooh. so to me, that's hiker trash. Yeah. Wow. And that's not very endearing. That's stereotypical, <laughs> Carl. And uh, it's all about perspective. It's so. stereotype. This is what happened. That's literally what happened. It's not a stereotype. <laughs> I'm glad Doc's here to shed some light on this. this yeah, is good. shed some light. How is this endearing? Well, you know, if she's she's out there living her best life, she she obviously does not smell what you're smelling. I mean, she's used to it. Correct. Clearly. And when, you, when you're out there for a long period of time and you've got some day hikers coming through, you can smell them coming a mile away because they smell good. They, you know, they got they the, do. They the do. So, you can true. smell the soap and the shampoo, the cologne. Mm. It, it's yeah, it's right. something. But she she doesn't she doesn't know she smells like that. She's gotten used to it. Right. Um, and, you know, I've talked to a number of guests yeah. who have said that there, there's criteria. There's actually, you know, you've got to have some trail cred to mm. earn the, the the moniker hiker trash. And, you know. Like a level of stink? Is that what we're No, I mean, it's just kind of like accomplishments, like sleeping in a pit toilet or, you know, pulling Ooh. food out <sighs> of the trash or off of a, a stranger's Ooh. plate, maybe. Oh, my gosh. Maybe <laughs> washing your clothes in the public shower. I mean, these are all things that, that <laughs> qualify you for a hiker trash dump. This is next okay. level. Some yeah. of these things I I am not too ashamed to do, but not sleeping in the pit toilet, not going to happen. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're sleeping in the pit toilet, imagine what the conditions are outside that, that drove oh, you to sleep I in the imagine. pit toilet. So yeah. yeah, whatever they are, like hurricane plus earthquake plus hail plus snow, better than the pit toilet. <laughs> <Better>. <laughs> Dig a snow grave and call it a day. <laughs> That's right. That's funny. Okay, have you done those things? Have you have you done the pit toilet sleepover or what's what's going on? I have not done the pit toilet sleepover. No, I I have washed some clothes in the shower though. Yeah. That uh, yeah, that's yeah, fair. I mean, yeah, that's, thing. yeah, sure. That's that's like level one. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'll say like I'm okay to smell like body odor. I'm okay to smell like the sweat, the stink. I don't yeah, want to smell are. like urine to anybody though. Well, so too late. Too late for that, thing. Carl. Too, too late for that. <laughs> she was obviously she was obviously still learning how to use the pocket bidet. So, oh okay. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. The go girl, yeah, the go girl. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right. So your show is guest Bay show, and we've gone more to that in the last year or so. So we're we're kind of new in that regard, and so we don't have quite like the catalog of amazing guests you've had over the years. So we're curious about some of the more interesting or the craziest stories you've heard, the ones that really stand out from the variety of guests you've had. So if you could come up with three of those, what you got? Guys, I know you asked me Ooh. for three, but okay. it's tough. I can't. I, I don't. I can't narrow it to three. Can I just talk really fast about five? We got five. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ready? Go. These are these are some good stories, man. It, All right. Go, okay. Number one. We'll, we'll, we'll categorize this. All right. Number one. Number one. Here we go. Okay. Number one. You have to. You have to go with Jeff Garmeyer. I don't. Are you guys familiar with Jeff Garmeyer? Yeah, we tried to get on the show, and we 
email battle and we failed. Yeah, failed. He, yeah, he is a wild man. He has been on about five or six episodes. He's co-hosted a couple episodes with me. Uh, okay. I, my, my claim to fame is that I can text him and he'll text me back. So I'm really happy about <laughs> my status in his life. That's a story right there. Yeah. 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 So Jeff Garmar, for anybody out there who doesn't know who he is, he's a calendar year triple crowner. He was like third person to do the Great Western Loop. He's competed in the Barkley Marathons. He's an ultra marathoner. He's got 20 FKTs. He's just a, and he's, he's a quirk, quirky guy. He's hilarious. Got a real dry okay. sense of humor and just funny as, yeah. as anything. Um, like but it. he tells this story about um, when he was on the Great Western Loop, he was you know, heading south on on part of the loop. The Great Western Loop, for for those who don't know, it's it's actually like a 6,500 mile trail that connects parts of the PCT, uh, the CDT, three other national trails, and there's also a section where you're off roading. But uh, yeah. he tells a story where he's on one of those trails and he's getting close to to a town, and he sees a pair of uh, moose antlers on the ground. Uh, in the bushes, oh, and he, he thinks nice. I, these would look great on my wall. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick mm -hmm. these up, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna carry them into town. The last couple of miles here, and I'm gonna ship them to myself. So he goes over to, he grabs the the moose antlers, and comes to find out that they are not, they're still attached to a moose, a live moose, <laughs> a live bull moose, who is none too happy huh. about this guy yanking <laughs> on his antlers. That's amazing. He's yeah. just laying on the that ground. is amazing. Wow. So he spends this. the next fifteen minutes uh, trying to stay on the other side of the tree from this thing that's now trying to to run him over. Uh, but of course, they, yeah. they, they have short memories. He eventually forgets that he's there and and, and stumbles off. But uh, I, I just guys, picturing him, you know, reaching down to grab the antlers and then having the realization of, oh no, this this could be a big mistake. Ugly. Yeah. yeah. Oh geez. That's yeah. A good story. I'll be honest, like. If that were Derek, Derek would probably still get the antlers off Moose. I would, I'd figure it out. I got a buck knife. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. Figure it out. Oh, my god. Carl would be filming the whole thing probably, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's funny though. You mentioned the re the reaction to it was trying to stay on the other side of the tree. Like that is the from what I've read, that's the appropriate reaction. Is you want to put a tree between you and the moose, and especially if you're startling the wild mm. animal. Man, sounds like he handled that well. And that, but that is stinking funny. Carl, Carl, what did you do when you saw the moose on the trail? What did you, what were you doing again? Uh, I think it chased it down the trail and got so. the camera out. Yeah, so and got the camera complete out, opposite. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I have an unhealthy lack of fear of wild animals. That'll probably be my undoing. Is you'll read a story like foolish tourist does such and such gets attacked by marmots. Uh, right. And yeah, that's, that's a yeah. that's a character trait that has taken down many a, many a person. Yeah. True. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. true. For sure. So yeah. All right. That was number one. That was a good one. Okay. That's, that, I, I like that one. Okay. You yeah. Got four next, more. Really? Next, That's yeah, awesome. Next one is inspirational because okay. I, I happen okay. to be uh, camping at a spot just south of Whitney, Mount Whitney. It was like two miles mm -hmm. uh, below and 13,400 feet. We got up there as a dry camping spot. We set up our tents. We spent the night and then we got to, we did uh, Whitney the next day. Really easy. Like at the junction, like on the ridge? Yes. Line? Yeah. There is, there is okay. a, you know where like the sign is. at the end is. of the John Muir Trail, basically. Yeah. Yeah, there's a sign that says Whitney 1.9, Whitney Trail 1.9 yeah. miles. It's literally just below that signpost. There's like spots for eight, 10 people. Somebody wow. gave me some free yeah. craisins there one time. Craisins. Craisins. That's your claim to fame? Yeah, is that, is that a good story too? Probably not. All right, sorry, go okay. ahead. Okay, keep on, please. <laughs> so we we actually, we had we had set, I take I back the whole morning hike to to Whitney. We did a sunset summit that night, but we, we got up the next morning, packed up, and as we're packing up, we're hearing from people who had gone up for a, a sunrise hike up to the top of Whitney, 
And they were telling us about all the tears that were shed up on top of Mount Whitney uh, because mm. there was this guy up there who had been paralyzed um, mm. in a jujitsu accident, uh, partially Shit. paralyzed, and he had struggled back and, and overcome. And he had still had problems with mobility, but he had dragged himself up to the top of Whitney. And I had him come right. on the show. I reached out to him and had him come on the show. His name is Jack Ryan Greener. And he talked about that okay. jujitsu accident. It was a training accident with a with an instructor who literally snapped his neck and wow. caused this li lifelong you know journey for him. And he was not going to let Jeez. that slow him down. And and he talked about uh, what it took to get up to the top of that mountain. So just an incredible, right. inspiring story wow. that you know when I, when I think about when I think I have things rough, I think about you know Jack Ryan Greener. Did you have the podcast at the time? Like you heard, so you heard of the story about this guy who's on top of Mount Whitney who does this. Did, were you a podcast host at the time that this was happening? Yes, I was. I reached out to him, you know, shortly after I got back from the trip okay. and uh, had him on. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun having him as a guest and having him tell that story. Yeah. Wow. Cool. Okay. His instructor injured him, you said? Yeah, I think there was, I think there was legal action pending when, when we had our discussion. Okay. So I don't, I don't know how that turned out. Okay. So they're not they're not training together anymore. I would imagine. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's fair. It's fair. So as just you know, like you're part of the media now, so you got to get both sides of the story. Are you going to have the jujitsu instructor on to course, describe the situation? Of course. That would be a good follow up episode. <laughs> That'd yes. be amazing. That would be juicy. <laughs> I don't know what you title it. Like jujitsu instructor who paralyzes one of his clients. <laughs> Perfect That's title. Not, Carl. Perfect title. Yeah. Not probably not good for business. There. No. Okay. Here, this is the bad guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. That is inspirational. I'll have to check that one out. When was that one out? How, how, what season were we in for that one? I think that was probably season three. Mm. Okay. So got to dig back into the archive. Okay. That's right. That's, That's right. two for two good right. stories. What's, what do we got? What's, yeah. what's number three? Well, what do we got? We'll see if we can continue the trend okay. here. So yeah. number three is a story that just cracks me up inside because okay. um, I was talking to a retired lieutenant commander in the Navy. Okay. Ben Vaughn, he had gotten it into his head about 10 years previous to retiring from the, from the Navy that he wanted to do the Appalachian Trail. And so yeah. okay. uh, being retired military, he finally got out and he overprepared. He brought three of everything in case the other two broke, oh, yeah. right? So he's got like a 60 pound pack, wow. 60 plus pound pack wow. on his back. He shows up to Springer Mountain, the Southern terminus of the AT. He meets mm -hmm. a guy there who's 20 years old a, who is it's um, Garrett Hernandez, and he goes by the trail name Scrapbook. And unbeknownst to Ben, mm. uh, Scrapbook, this was his third long trail. He was on the verge of becoming a triple crowner at the age of twenty. And Garrett, you know, wow. he's he, he's seen his way on a, on a few trails, and so he knows what to bring. And he's got like a you know a twelve pound pack. And so they meet at Springer Mountain, retired Navy Navy veteran, uh, twenty year old kid. Uh, one guy's got a 65-pound pack. The other guy's got a 12-pound pack. And they're both looking at each other <laughs> and thinking to themselves, funny. this guy is not going to make it. They're, they're, right. They both have the... And I had I had them Ooh. on separately. And I also had them on together uh, to tell this story. Oh, wow. See, so you do show That's both cool. sides of the story. I like it. That's right. That's right. But, uh, you know, Garrett is looking at Ben saying, That's way too much weight. He doesn't know what he's getting into. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Ben's looking at Garrett saying... This kid did not bring nearly enough to survive of course, out there. Yeah, he's he's not going to opposites attract though. Right? Mm -hmm. Wait, okay, Doc. Do you, have you had this experience where you're out on the trail and you're just like, you know, judging somebody? You're like, this person 
this is crazy. Like they're wearing a leather jacket and jeans. They're, they're probably not going to make camp. <laughs> Have you had that issue? Yes. I saw a guy out there okay. with his two kids and he was wearing slacks and loafers. <laughs> and I, I was thinking okay. to myself, how in the heck did he get out That's here? We're out in the middle of right. nowhere. Wow. And the kids yeah. are complaining about these huge blisters on their oh, feet and they're totally unprepared. Oh, wow. I'm like, right. hey, good luck. I just think that every, unless something crazy happens, people end up making it. If they're committed to going, I mean, we were out on a trail in Wyoming where we saw like the jeans family. Like they all had their kids yep. wearing jeans and they had obnoxious packs with, you know, multiple full now jeans dangling off the side with carabiners. And I think they made camp. Like they made it. It's just more painful. Right. right. Yep. Okay. That's interesting. All right. That was three. Number four, what you got? Number four. Another fan favorite is Wesley Tills. Ooh. Okay. Does that sound familiar? Wesley Sounds Tills? familiar. He goes- I haven't heard his, that one. His uh, Instagram handle is VagrantViking93, I think. Okay. Okay. And gotcha. he was a missionary. He was a Mormon missionary okay. at the, the ripe young age of 18 or 19 years old. And he's on his mission mm -hmm. in California and determines that this is not for him. It's mm -hmm. not really, it's not syncing up with, with his level of happiness. He feels like he's, he shouldn't be doing this. And so he goes to the temple and he prays. And he looks up uh, from his prayers and he, he sees a map of California with this red line going down it. Mm. He gets a little closer and he realizes that red line is the Pacific Crest Trail. And right. so he, he, he takes that as a sign. He's going he's gonna to leave his mission and he's going to go out on the trail. Wow. And so he goes back and he tells his buddy this, the guy that he's, he's doing his mission work with uh, that night, that he's, he's going to leave and he's going to leave the next day. And somehow the church elders get wind of this and they send out a recovery team what? to bring him back in. That quick. He gets, he, uh, he, he hears about this I, I recovery it. I team coming it. and he, he throws everything into his backpack, gets on his bike and takes off in the middle of the night Wow! and doesn't look back. He ends up staying in the woods for a while. <laughs> and then he's now this incredible, he's a, he, truly an incredible through. That is hilarious. But he, that was about 20 years ago, and he still gets phone calls from, from current-day missionaries who have heard the story. And, of mm. course, the story grows larger with every telling. Wow. He says one of the last right. people that called him wanted to know if it was true that he stole a police car uh, in during his escape uh, from the church elders. 100%. He did. I escaped the Mormon church by stealing a police car and arriving at the Pacific Crest Trail. Right. And lived in the woods for three months. That's, right. That's funny. Wow. So I, I'm. So he's not part of the Mormon church anymore. He's now just a through hiker. He's just a through hiker. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Oh. Wow. The PCT conversion, right? Yeah. That's, That's right. Wow. That should have been the title. You're welcome. My You're title welcome. was the runaway missionary. So well, that's not bad. That's not bad. I like that yeah. one too. That one's good. Yeah. All right. Okay. Final story finale. What you got? Hiker trash radio. We talk about a lot about hiker trash. Talk a lot about through hiking, section hiking, but we also cover a lot of outdoor adventure of different kinds. You know, I, I say that the outdoor adventure tree has many mm -hmm. branches, and so this last one is not a through hiker. It has have, mm -hmm. has nothing to do with hiking. It is about uh, long distance bike racing. I had the great fortune to talk to mm, Lale okay. Wilcox. Have you heard of her? Yeah, she's the like the Tour Divide winner like a million yeah, times. Yeah, she's incredible. She like rides from Canada just to get to the race like a thousand uh -huh. miles or something. I don't know. So she, she came on the podcast. She told this story where her, her second race ever uh, that she entered intentionally was uh, the Trans-America race from Oregon to Virginia. 
and okay. she entered it and told me about her experience wow. on, on, during that race. And there was one period of time where uh, her seat got broken and she had to ride 50 miles standing up to the next oh. town before she you know, was able to to get parts and fix the seat. So that, that's just one, what? that's just one, that's not even the story. That's just one oh, part geez. of the story. The, the better part of the story is the finish because she wow. ends up tracking down the, favorite to win the race, this Frenchman who last hundred miles. So mm-hmm. I don't know how long the race is, 2,700, 3,000 3, miles, whatever it might be. She catches the guy going the wrong direction in the last hundred miles. He is sleep deprived. He's been looking over his Ooh. shoulder the whole time, yeah. hearing that she's catching up and he ends up going the wrong Whoa. direction and they, they meet going yeah. opposite directions and he realizes he's going the wrong direction. So he turns around and he catches up to her. He says, hey, let's just ride across. You've done a great job. Let's just ride across the finish line together. And she she mm-hmm. looked at him and laughed and said, no <laughs> way. And just left him, <laughs> left him in the dust. And she she won the thing outright. Yeah. Male, female, whatever. Just an That's incredible amazing. story. Wow. That's wait, did did she say That's as awesome. she's passing him? I don't know if she's able to recognize him. I assume that she would. Was she like, whoa, 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 like, like does a little t- kind of like turn around or was she just like, I'm going to keep my head down. And if he doesn't notice me and he's kind of sleepy, maybe he keeps on going the wrong way. I, I think it's the latter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Derek, what do you think about mm. that? Like you're really wow. good. Like you're yeah. not sleep deprived, but you go the wrong way all the time on the trail. Do I? Yeah. 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 Well, um, you're the one giving directions. So that's probably okay. why. Yeah. And, you um, need directions when you're backpacking. Nice. Luckily, I keep a map with me to get back on trail. So that's good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> to get back on trail after you've gone the wrong way. After you give me the wrong direction. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We call him Wrong Way Carl, Doc. That's his trail name. It's Wrong Way Carl. So. Wrong okay. Way. <clears throat> yeah. Wrong Way. Doc, I'm impressed you're able to pull out those five stories because like I guess you've had a lot of guests on the show. It's that's crazy. amazing. And those are all excellent stories. So um, thank you for sharing those. That's very cool. That's yeah. amazing. I got I got a question for you. Okay. Doc. Who who's the one person you'd love to talk to that you're like either like you've even you haven't talked to them yet or you haven't gotten a response from yet? Like is there somebody on your mind that you're like, I gotta talk to this person? Yeah. If you'd asked me about uh, two months ago, it probably would have been Heather Anderson, Anish. Mm. Yep. Or okay. Andrew Skirka. Okay. But okay. Guess what? They've both been on the show now. Wow. So I've talked I've talked to each of them. I think uh for who I'd love to have probably be uh maybe conrad anchor i'm working on him okay uh, okay jimmy chen would be yep. fascinating to talk to that guy's incredible now have you you've asked these folks you've reached out and you've like thrown emails at them or how's, how's i i have yeah okay i have uh tommy caldwell okay uh the climber that. yeah but yeah. i think i think i i probably would be beside myself if i could land laz lake aka really? gary cantrell yeah hmm you familiar okay, with him? Okay. I've heard that name. Yeah, he's the guy that does, that's in charge of the Barkley Marathon. That's and, um, right. He's like that's an old right, yeah. curmudgeon character that's just. <laughs> like, that's I don't right. know if I would trust having him on the show. First of all, I don't know that he would show up if if we scheduled him. And if he did show up, like I would have to. I don't know. I'd be like, this show is going to be heavily edited. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's okay? Aside from him just being a crazy character. I'm a bit obsessed with the Barkley Marathons. Okay. I, I have talked to Thanks. a yeah. I've talked uh, to a number of people who have competed in the Barkley Marathons. I was fortunate enough to talk to two of the three who've actually finished the Barclays this year. 
Oh, wow. uh, Aurelian, Aurelian Sanchez and John Kelly. Uh, it was fantastic. Let me Carl back Meyer. it up real quick because I don't think everybody knows the Barkley Marathon. Sure. It's, yeah, so it's <laughs> these loops you do in Tennessee and, and it's like this uh, kind of like this masochistic race where basically like they have these time cutoffs. You're going mostly off trail and you're tearing your body up and all you're doing is you're searching for like pages in a book to prove that you got to the various <laughs> checkpoints. It's at a terrible time of year. They always seem to have the worst weather and they're always miserable and just, yeah. And, and then the, I guess the entrance of the race, there's a couple kind of things that go with it. First of all, they send you a letter of regret. We, we regret to inform you that you've like been accepted into the race. And then you got to bring like a license plate and some weird thing to get in. It's like, you got to bring this guy, Laz, like, like a shirt one year and some other stuff. What what am I missing? Carl, he acts like he's heard of this guy somewhat. He's familiar a little bit with the Barkley. And then he proceeds to rattle off every single detail about no, the I said, no, 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 no. Well, no, I, I've well, watched the documentaries, done. man. I've, exactly. I like the challenges. This is beyond me. This is like, this is just trying to hurt yourself at this yeah. point. Yeah, I've asked every everybody I've had Torture. on that's been that's done the Barkley. I've asked them about uh, now. Is, now is your time to share what the ap- actual application process is because it's Ooh, highly yeah. highly secretive, right? And uh, they oh. all just smile yeah. and look at me and nod and and don't say a whole lot about the application process. Of course, gotcha. yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Derek will figure it out. Jeez, yeah, I'll, I'll Google it. Sorry, I know, <laughs> I, I know some people. I know some people. <laughs> okay, so that's an interesting answer. That's not where I thought. I, I thought you were gonna go like you know Bear Grylls or. Down that road, who, but I mean, who Bear have you asked? Last have week? you asked him to be on the show? The funny thing is, is I reach out a lot through social media. He does not have a social media account that yeah. I can find. I've got right. a, a couple of followers who are are trying to put me on the trail of him. So, okay. yeah, he even I, he's like the kind of guy that probably doesn't even have an email. He just <laughs> exactly, and maybe not a phone number, maybe not even a landline. Just he's just like you know, he's like the knock the on my door, door. backpacking. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give me the secret knock and then maybe I'll answer. Yeah, so, you know, okay. Derek mentioned Google. I've, I've Googled Gary Cantrell email and, okay. you know, they want they want Nothing. you to pay a certain amount to to see all the Gary Cantrells in the United States. Oh, so, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Forget about it. Okay, so <laughs> you've done, I mean, just you've hit a range of topics, a range of adventurers. And so I, my question is, which podcast episode would you be most excited to record? So I've got three titles here with your guests, and you got you okay. got to pick one. All right. Okay. Option A: How to catch bad guys using river rapids with Meryl Streep. <laughs> Option B: How to kill a mean bear with a stick with Anthony Hopkins. Mm. And option mm. C: How I friended and then unfriended a volleyball on a deserted island with Tom Hanks. Which one mm. are you recording? Oh, I am definitely doing the Tom Hanks one. Okay. Because anytime, you know, Castaway is one of those movies that anytime it's on and I, you're flipping through the channels, I've got I've to just watch the whole thing. Okay. Mm. You know, he, he is the, the actor of our generation and uh, what a story. And, and he, talk about a character actor uh, or a method actor. You know, he, they filmed the, the beginning of that movie with him at his uh, probably heaviest and then mm. They yep. they took like a two year break while he yep. slimmed down to like skin and bones and then right. picked up Crazy. picked up on the island, which right. is uh, uh, mind boggling. So it is, yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. He was committed for sure, for sure. But yeah, the whole talking with the volleyball thing, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah, what do you mean you don't know about that? It was great. 
What are you talking about? Like you want to you want to cut your hand and bloody a volleyball so you can talk to it. You're into that. What are you What are you going to talk to on the island? A coconut? I'm not going to talk to a tree. Exactly. I'm pray and that's sufficient. He made a friend and that got him through it. <laughs> and got then, him through it. Do either of you have the email address for Tom Hanks or Wilson the volleyball that I can I could reach out? <laughs> I mean, I could just I, let me just text Tom real quick. I'll just, okay. You know. Nice. Hang on. Yeah, we're yeah. we're not shy. Our show's not shy about just asking everybody to be on our show, and if we get hits, it's great. And if not, we just kind of move on to the next person. That's what you do. That's what yeah. you do. Exactly. Yep. Squeaky wheel. Squeaky wheel. That's mm-hmm. right. You never know. In you fact, never. yeah. So we've actually been reaching out to um, Survivor Man for years now. Oh, so geez. I, it's like every six months I'll send an email to to Les Stroud or his people, and they're like, "Oh, maybe." Oh no, he can't this time. <laughs> I'm like, anytime, even if it's for ten minutes, we'll take it. And um, what's he doing now? Is he have another? I don't even think don't he know. does anything. Like, what does he what's do? He do? Just just lounge. He was around? like he was like searching for Bigfoot for a couple of years, and then he wrote a couple of books, and he should have plenty of time to come on our podcast. Let's be honest here. I mean, come on, he just yeah. doesn't want to. I'll I'll email him this week. We'll find out. He might not be ready for it. You know, give him some more time. He's got a lot going on. So that is fabulous. Um, well, tell it. Tell us what you got coming up on your podcast. What's what do we have to look forward to on the next uh, few episodes coming out? Yeah. So currently we are airing the end of season six. I've already got some episodes yep. for season seven in the can. So okay, looking nice. forward, we've got uh, got Jacob Crush Pepper. Jacob okay. Pepper, girl named Crush. That's a name. That's yeah. A name. I yeah. Like that. He, uh, he he got a great story. He's been on before. He was in a devastating car accident, and he has Jeez. recovered and is pushing himself to higher heights out there on the trail. Uh, he is he's hilarious to talk to. He, mm. he uh, sounds like a surfer from you know Huntington Beach that's now <laughs> out on the trail. But uh, nice, a lot of fun. Um, I mentioned Heather Anish Anderson. She's a triple triple crowner. She's done the triple crown three times. The last time was a calendar year triple crown where she did all three trails in one calendar year. Right. She was a wow. uh, very interesting uh, person to talk to. Great perspective out there. Did she do cool. a, like video with you as well? She did. Okay. There was another show I think she was on and she was not interested in the video podcast. Maybe she's changed her tune. Hmm. I'm just curious. Yeah. And okay. then uh, Arlette Lawn had her on for a, a second time. She's the first woman to hike all 11 national scenic trails. She's mm-hmm. a, a hoot and a holler. Nice. And then you always have to go with a guy with the trail name of Desert Jesus. Nick Desert Fowler. Jesus. Desert right. Jesus. That, he, wait, that, that one just came out, right? Uh, I believe so. Uh, there was a, uh, I have a promo episode, I think it came out about that one. He is the holder of the self-supported FKT of the PCT. Okay. Wow. Self-supported. So he was actually backpacking it then. Right. Did not That's have it. Did not have a team with him. Yeah, and I'm right. I'm I'm heavily biased. So when I hear these records are set, and it's just you got the team, you got somebody who's you know like the the chef who's feeding you every night. Yeah, I mean they're they're athletes and they're doing some amazing things. It's just not as interesting or as impressive for me. I like I like the self supported ones. Yeah, yeah. And then to also to just to round it out because we talked about the Barclays, I also had a great conversation with Damian Hall, okay. who was a first timer mm. in the Barkley and he got to the fifth loop, which is pretty darn impressive. Yeah, that doesn't and, usually you know, happen. No, no. Wow. And with, when the Barkley is happening, it's hard to get real-time updates on it. Um, yeah. There is one particular guy, Keith Dunn, who tweets about what's happening on the trail. And of course, he doesn't know everybody's name, so he gives everybody a description. And I think uh, tall white guy with beard uh, was the description <laughs> used for like seven <laughs> or eight guys out there. Right. Uh, nice. But Damian Hall 
his his nickname from Keith Dunn as he was tweeting about it was guy with mohawk. So he, he is <laughs> he is uh, from That's the UK, had a mohawk, and a really entertaining guy to talk to. Okay. I love it. You keep on it. circling back to the Barkley thing. So do you have any interest in at least like attending it, being a spectator, doing live interviews out there, anything along those lines? Yes, all of the above. I've tried to get Garmeyer to co- to commit to me being part of his crew out there the next okay. time he gets entered. And then I found out that each contestant is only allowed to have one crew member. So that, that's probably not going to happen. But they have, okay... So there's stories of just rando hikers out there who are like, hey, here's a random book that was just left in the woods. I'm going to I'm gonna pick it up. I'm going to clean up. And then that's obviously people's checkpoints. They're searching everywhere for it, and they, they kill a bunch of time. So the fact that there's random hikers out there, you got to be able to at least get into the park, right? Yes, yeah, so that actually happened this year. Not that I got into the park, but somebody took a book this year <laughs> off, right. of the, off of the fifth loop. And uh, oh wow, it, it, it got kind of dicey there for the finishers. Right. Yeah, right. hmm. which is like nice. They're being nice. They're picking up what they think is trash, <laughs> right? But they're wrecking the race. Like they could literally ruin somebody's race that way. So anyway, wow. I think it's interesting. So so you you're waiting to be on Jeff's crew, and you're not going to go out there as like a media kind of mogul or anything like that. No, I have to convince Mrs. Doc to let me go across country uh, on the spur of a moment when I when I find out that the Barkley is happening because it's, it's also kind of shrouded in secrecy. I thought it was yeah April. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, it's Ish. kind of Mar- March, April time okay. period. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like we got some homework to do, Derek. We got to look up a lot of stuff on Google for Doc here. And a lot of Googling yeah. going on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm making a list, checking it twice, all that fun stuff. Doc, I feel like we're just scratching the surface here, man. We uh, we need to have you back on and and dig a little deeper here because, yeah, the stories you shared and the information you gave is just awesome. Obviously, people can yeah. continue to check you out on your podcast, Hiker Trash Radio. But thanks so much for taking the time and joining the show. It's awesome. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. All right, man. You called him the trash man. Like, you literally called him the trash man right when we were meeting him. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You yeah. Just call, that's how you introduce yourself, right? I'm just going to name you like a nickname called Trash Man. We all have gifts, and I can get away with that. You cannot. <laughs> you cannot. And I, he loved it. And I don't want to get, I don't want to call somebody the trash when I meet somebody. That's a great, I mean, what a great name. He's got a great podcast name. Trash oh Man. Oh my dude. gosh, you're so funny. He's bringing it. I love all it. All right. So, yeah. So, with a more guest based show, he's he's got obviously a variety of guests on, and he picks some yeah. fun stories. He Which did. one stood out to you? Which one was your favorite? Ooh, I mean, I kind of like the one where the biker lady had to come back. You know, she like biked without her seat for a while, and then yeah. she came back and beat the expected winner. Like, right. what? Are, I mean, that was pretty sweet too. I mean, they're all. You might, yeah, we should have her on there. It's pretty sweet. I'm. I try to be like pretty sportsman. Like, I think if somebody was going the wrong, I mean, this has happened in a race. We've been in a in an adventure race before, and yeah. somebody missed a checkpoint, and I was like, Whew. you may want to go back there. Like, you missed a checkpoint, and they could have gone for half a day wow. and then had to had to return i would not want to be that team that did that so so you would you you would have felt you would have felt guilty if you didn't say something it's not even guilty it's just i think it's just good sportsmanship mm. if i'm gonna beat you i want to beat you at your best and mm. if you're gonna end up beating me then you're you know you're better than me anyway so would it be like if he beat you you would have been like well i mean you only beat me because i helped you out are you that guy kind of, no 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 but okay like you're a pretty competitive guy if you 
let's say that you're taking on somebody that you respect, whether it's like some sort of sport or game or whatever, mm. and you beat somebody on a technicality or because they made it a fatal flaw, not because you were better, but because of, of their kind of blunder sure, in the end. Sure, sure. Is that as satisfying as like beating? No, I get what you're them? saying. Like you want to you want to beat them fair and square. I do get that. Yeah. But if you're out on that adventure race and stuff, is there like a gray area? That's what I want to know. Is there a gray area where you can be like, hey, I'm passing you right now. I know you're going the wrong way. You missed a checkpoint. Could you just like have turned and been like, hey, check your map. See ya. Could you have oh, said? Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, probably. You know? That's fair. If we were one of the top teams, we probably could have been more competitive. And if we might have played it differently, but we were just middle of the pack. So it yeah. wasn't. And when you mean play it differently, you mean like not say anything and ignore the guy and let him get lost? Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's something to that is sometimes there'll be teams that, you know, they're leading the way, they're winning, and they have people behind them kind of playing Pac-Man, trying to like, you know, yeah. like come up from behind. And all they're doing is they're putting no effort into the navigation. And so right. they'll actually like hide out or crash out somewhere and say, no, 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 you guys are going to have to navigate. You play your own game. Or, you know, there's some strategy involved for sure. So we've talked about the show... Uh, what was it? The, uh, the adventure, the great, what's it, uh, the show where you, um, team up. What's that one? It's called bear girls one. No, no, no. It's going to start with an a, the, the amazing race. The amazing race. Thank you. Okay. I forgot. So we've talked about this amazing race for a while. What if we're clearly doing well and you see another team and they're about to like go off the, you know, deviate from whatever they're supposed to be doing mm-hmm. and you know, they're deviating. Are you intentionally not saying something that? moment are you like oh you're i don't know my my take on the amazing race well first of all that's an elimination race that's a totally different structure than just like i'm going to get there before you right, right. like you're eliminating people from the race that's right. i'd have to think about that one but my focus if i was doing the amazing race and you were my teammate my focus would be very different it, because i don't think that we would have the chance to win the race i think that we could win some legs for sure but i don't think we could win the race outright i think that our lack of attention to detail is going to cost us <laughs> um i'm also the guy that's going to get the bad cab driver who's going to like drive the wrong way for three hours oh, or whatever geez. and so my focus would be more on you know entertainment value right are is there a way to put you in a position with one of the challenges that's going to make you look foolish <laughs> You're probably gonna do the same thing for me, and we're just gonna oh, just man. we're just gonna enjoy every we're moment like the of that. Idiot, the, te- the idiot, the team of buffoons. Oh, nice. Not that. Like we're no, just gonna be poking fine. funny. It'd be like the podcast and Amazing Race form. Don't you think? I yeah, I think to a degree. I think there. I think yeah. our competitive juices would flow. I think we'd want to try. Would. They would, but but once you get to the events and and they're like, all right, Carl, you got to do some like cultural dance. And, oh, you could like do master that. it in no order way. to get the next clue. And then I've taken that, you know, task on. It's just not going to We're going to fail. Yeah, you're going to have to <laughs> we're dance. Gonna we're going to go home if you have to dance. So no shot. <laughs> right. We have no shot. Correct. That was good. Are any other takeaways from the uh, interview? No, I mean, it's fun to hear what he's got coming up and who he's going to go. Yeah, I'd be curious to see if he actually goes over to the Barclays and does any of those interviews or spend times. Yeah, he was definitely into the Barclays marathons. There's a number of documentaries on YouTube about yeah. that. And if you're into just that, you know, crazy challenge, yeah. Outdoor yep. adventure stuff, it's might be up your alley, but I just think it's like too much. Overkill. There's years where nobody finishes the race. Seems kind of lame. I want an adventure that there's there's risk, there's doubt, but there's also the ability to achieve success. I don't want like, oh, nobody's going to finish. That's lame. Yeah, like the eco challenge. Yeah. Okay. There, there you go. go. Okay. Fair. All right. So I've got trash trivia coming up right after this. Yes. Are you beat up, extremely sore, or unusually exhausted after a day on the trail? Or like Derek, after 20 minutes? 
Then it's time to up your training game with Summit Strength. Our good friend Rowan will help you get fit, strong, and resilient so you can conquer any adventure. Summit Strength is backed by the four factors of success, expertise, training, accountability, and mindset. Roan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail-ready for all circumstances. Rocky conditions, steep grades, sustained climbs. The link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can check out all the information you need at summitstrength.com.au slash online. It's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure. All right, you ready for some trash trivia here? Okay. Trash trivia. Trash trivia. Here we go. Number one, what percentage of the trash you put in the recycling bin ends up in a landfill anyway? Oh, I just, yeah. Okay, go ahead. And I think this is based on like California stats. I think I've heard this. A, 50%, B, 100%, C, 35%, or D, 10%. That ends up back in, I want to say it's like 50. A, 50%? A. A is incorrect. It is 35%. It's not is that it bad. It's not that mm. bad. It's bad, though. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. That I feel like bad. it's worse in, depending on the area you're in. So I think California is actually probably better than other states in this regard. Oof. Yeah. Terrible. It's rough. Okay, number two. What do most experienced backpackers use as their trash bag while on trail? Is it A, Ziploc, B, grocery store bag for states that mm. are still giving those out, or mm. C, a $50 Dyneema Special bag. <laughs> <laughs> One that might have their logo that they're proud of, and they might even go on YouTube and uh, brag about. They might, if they're sponsored, do it. I yeah. want to say Ziploc, but um, I'm going to say Ziploc. Ziploc is correct, yes. People hate the single-use plastics. I reuse a lot of the Ziplocs, but... Uh, Not with your yeah. I, but the, but yeah. the But the growing trend is the $50 special Dyneema bag. Yeah. Okay. Last one, you got to get this right to to win trivia here. Number three, what is the most common place hikers put trash in other people's packs without (laughs) them knowing? It's a multiple choice. A, reservoir internal pocket. Mm. B, brain of the pack. C, Mm. mesh side pocket. Mm. Or D, nice people don't do this. <laughs> oh, that's a loaded question. Um, I'm gonna say the reservoir uh, sleeve. What? That's <laughs> such a bad answer. Are you serious? I know you've done that. You're, you're I, talking that's about not the, the question. Salmon. Is have you done you're this? Talking about it salmon. is most people. It is the mesh uh, side pocket all the time. Are you serious? That's about that? I've never done that. I don't think I've ever. You haven't, you. but you're not most people. You're a little more creative. Well, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's the mesh side so, pocket all the time, and usually people do it as a joke, and they and people can kind of tell they're doing it. That's so, lame. Yeah, I'm not going to count that as a question. That's lame. Yeah. I passed. Okay, great. No, that's, that's awesome. an embarrassing answer, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, that's a great answer. A <laughs> you could have made the case for D. Nice people don't do this, especially <laughs> you know, because you're not nice. People have fun with it too, though. Yeah, they know? do, but you're not very nice. You're just you're throwing trash in nonstop. nonstop. So are you not nice because you threw a rock in your own pack? Is that what is that? What? Because I framed you for a prank? Correct. Is that nice? <laughs> yeah. No, that's not nice. That's not nice. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So, yeah. So, make sure I we're... didn't say I was nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow, another fail, man. This is this is rough for what you. Would be another fail? That was a pass. You failed last week. It's too bad. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Uh-huh, we'll I got some tidbits it. here. All right. Let's see. Them. You sent me... I think you sent me this on Instagram, I want to say. Okay. Some uh, some footage. Oh, well, the captured. comment. Is it the comment? Well, well, no, I don't know what the comment. Now what's that? Oh, I don't. I don't remember. I remember I commented on something. 
No, no, no. You sent me like a, a video file. Did I? You remember that? It was like a couple weeks ago. It wasn't like right. Okay. Yeah. There was some new Bigfoot footage oh, out yeah. in Colorado from a train. There was like a Bigfoot like sat down in view of the train. Remember that? I do. Yeah. Is that real? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the scenario for why that would be faked. Like, hey, we're going to be coming by on the train. Get your costume ready. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe uh, just some random dude who just likes to tease yeah, the train. Know, he knows the train's coming. He's like, I live around the corner. Let's that do it. True. Yeah, it was too far away. I don't know. But here's what I do know is that if there's any interesting Bigfoot footage, I'm going to have about 100 people send me that, the film of that now. <laughs> we had, I had so many people send that to me and, and notify me that I felt. Did you, huh? Like, part of me feels good because people are, you know, people, are, they're thinking of me. They're, they're trying to be thoughtful. Do you feel like you're becoming a Bigfoot authority? Because no, but that's the bad side is that I don't want, like, I'm not the Bigfoot guy. <laughs> I'm not hunting Bigfoot. You're becoming a Bigfoot guy. I'm not going on expeditions. I just think it's interesting. Terrible. It okay. is interesting. All right. Wow. Okay. Uh, the next one we got is we've got a special review by Backpacking and Blisters correspondent Jen Deanna. She mm. is reviewing some outerwear from Alpen Outdoors. Here we go. Hello, Backpacking and Blisters family. Since we traveled with Carl to the outdoor retailer show, I've been hard at work testing out gear to let you know what makes the cut for my list. Today, for Jen's picks, we are talking about keeping your backside covered in style. I want to direct your attention to a small business brand with big heart, Alpen Outdoors. I absolutely love their mission to get women outdoors in comfort, so that's why I'm excited to tell you about the Ridge Pant. Now, Alpen Outdoors makes a very small selection of other items that you can buy, but their main focus is this Ridge Pant, and I love that about them. They have decided to do just a few things and do it really well, and it shows. These pants find the sweet spot between durability and comfort. They are more rugged than leggings, but give enough stretch that you kind of feel like you're wearing leggings. I appreciate the higher rise, and the pocket is large enough to stow my iPhone. The fabric itself repels water really well, and it does, if it does wet out, it dries super quick. My favorite feature is the built-in gator cords at the bottom, which come in handy when you need to do a little stream crossing. Um, after washing, my size four pair weighs in at a reasonable 12.6 ounces and will set you back about $149. But I feel like the cost per wear for these will end up making these an excellent value. So if you're online shopping for Small Business Saturday, be sure to check out this rad female outfitter. All right, so Derek... Do you have any interest? I mean, like the the review that Jen just did was for mm. like female specific pants, but they've okay. they've really come a long way with like hiker specific pants that are comfortable, they're stretchy, they're not resisting your legs as you're trying to hike. But you're still going like old school with like the the, the old zip offs from the 1990s. Is that correct? <laughs> that is incorrect. I don't have the zip offs anymore. You don't have them? Okay. No, have? I have. Uh, what, what is that? I forgot the name. Keels? No. Keels. Keels. Okay. I think I have those. And I don't mean that, like, they, they're they still making the zip-offs. I don't mean that zip-offs are from the 1990s. Your pants were literally from the 90s, though, right? Probably the 80s. Okay. The 80s, yeah. <laughs> I keep things for a long okay. time, bro. So why did you change? Was it, like, did you feel like you'd, like, achieve maximum level of, like, dorkiness with those, or what's going on? <laughs> I think it was just, I think I, I think there was a, well, I don't even want to admit this on air, but maybe I should. So no, I had the, I had the zip off pants for like, what, a while? How many years was that? Like seven, eight? You keep the same pants for, it was like decades. No, I had, I had the zip off and then they just got like too loose. 
And I was like okay. cinching the belt every trip. I'm like, I, uh, I got to be done with these. And I think I bought a pair and they were actually like a women's eight, but they were in the men's section. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, you know, these fit pretty good. I was like, let's keep them. And I didn't realize. And then, <laughs> okay. So I would like to change the angle of this conversation. So go. what you're suggesting is that um, Jen Deanna's review there is for you. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I wear women's hiking. Right. No, I did. And then I got the guy fixed it. But okay. There's like an office episode where Michael was wearing a women's suit. Was that inspired by your clothing choices? Correct. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So I think that just to clarify, I don't think that the pants, the ones that you wore were dorky. It was just that they were dorky because they were 20 years old. <laughs> Probably. And yeah. apparently they were the wrong gender as well. So there's that. Not but, the original. The originals were guys pants. I just, okay. They were just like... I've got a picture, man, t- uh, of you. You were wearing like one of the original backpacking shirts, but you used to have these like blue button-down shirts. Yeah, yeah. And at some point, it just didn't fit you anymore. And so you were wearing almost like if you didn't wear pants, it could be like a you know like a, like a dress on you. It was that baggy. A dress? Yeah. The shirt was that baggy? Yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. I'm wondering, is this, was this really like around the same time where you became a part-time vegan? Is that... Uh, part-time vegan. I think you... you When we handed out those blue shirts, I think you gave me the XXXL. And then you took. Why would like, anybody even large. have that? Why would that even be? I don't. Big? I don't know. I don't know. But you gave it to me. Okay. I'm like, this is too big. But I felt right. like obligated. I got to wear this. You know. Fair enough. All right. Anyway, so if you're interested in some fancy pants that Jen Diana reviewed, Alpen Outdoors, check them out. High end stuff, comfortable on the trail, and there you go. Nice. I like that. It. My friend is all I got. And that is all I got, guys. Thanks again for hanging out with us and the doc, the trash man, and Carl himself. Uh, check us out on the social media handles, backpackingblisters.com. And uh, Carl just told us he was the guy out on the trail with his kids in jeans and loafers. We'll see you next time. Yeah, so you want to, I got a great trash story for you guys. So this is a true story, and this is a weekly story. Um, Carl, because of the bad shoulders, uh, he can only lift the, you know, little, you know, four-gallon trash bags of trash. So I have to literally fly out to Colorado every week just to move his trash into the trash can and dump his trash. So talk about a true friend. That's me. <laughs>